Hey everyone, happy Monday. This is John uh, with another episode of the QB Draw Podcast, an Ohio State podcast uh, with my co-host. We've got some cool ideas. We're going to try some new stuff for this this episode. It'll be our final, uh, or one of our last episodes before the holiday breaks. So we're going to um, sort of introduce a new concept we call the, uh, the Christmas list. I put out on Twitter today. We were uh, started up a conversation with some fans of other um, other programs, uh, asking them what they would ask for from Santa for their college football team of choice. Um, and Ezra and I will have some thoughts on what we would want for the Buckeyes. Um, but Ezra is going to start us off with a new segment we're going to do um, pretty frequently because Twitter's a hellhole. Um, we're going to call it the, the worst tweet of the week, and he's going to lead us off this week with his. Yeah, so th- this is a worst tweet of the week, just whatever the most moronic, depraved tweet of the week regarding college football is. Um, and this one is from our favorite, uh, a classic, classic, annoying, bad uh, college football Twitter account, at Reddit College Football. Uh, and it goes as follows. Urban Meyer is proving that he is a game manager, not a good coach. His most impressive accomplishment was winning the Mountain West. He's relied on superior talent ever since. And now the NFL is exposing that. Um, wow. Like, where where do you begin with this one? Uh, first, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to say, mean... first off, we're not here to defend the morality of Urban Meyer. We are not in the business of defending his Jaguar stint, which is, like, absolutely hilarious. Just a insane comedy of errors and we also are of the opinion that he was washed under the uh after the national title i think we're both sort of in agreement on that um with that said where do you begin with this take i mean like it's it's certainly like i mean it it is the encapsulation of of what we deem to be sports discourse online right It, it is completely and utterly um, you know, wiped of, washed of facts and, and, and things like that. You know, like, I mean, the youth, like, you can say, you know, the man's been washed for the better half of a decade now, right? Like, it's been right. seven years since I would that, say, that like, national championship game. Like, as soon, like, the year after he won the national championship, he cost his team a layup national championship. So I, I think, I pretty, too, yeah. like, that, the, the thing, thing about that was, like, it felt like it felt like when he hit gold at Ohio State, the the cult of Urban was like in full swing, right? Yeah, like he did. He truly, and I, I, I believe, you know, and I, I would be shocked if he doesn't still believe that he knows everything there is to know about winning, right? And mm-hmm. he is going to. Well, that's sort of his whole persona. Eventually, write the book on you know on on how to win. And uh, I would not be shocked if he's back in college football, but the art of the deal too, he's going to call yes. it. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, like, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, you, you have to, in order to, to really fully understand him, like he is the perfect encapsulation of like what football coaches, like, you know, he is, yeah. he's everything yeah. that a football coach should be, while also being everything that a football coach should be. He's like the perfect encapsulation of like the, the, the Al yeah. Davis just win baby attitude. And like, you can't take away from the fact that like 
those teams in Florida at the very least, because if you're going to say his best accomplishment was winning, um, was winning in, in Utah, Utah you're, you're completely wiping out the fact that they, he had to build a program, uh, you know, from the, basically from the ground up in Florida. Um, and then also taking an Ohio State team that was, I guess, sort of on the come up, but like talented, not... but six and six the year before. Yes. Yep. And, and, you know, taking over for a program and, you know, in retrospect, that hire in today's day and age would be like, would be met with so much vitriol. Like the, like the fact that Ohio State went out and, and you know, they fired uh, Jim Tressel um, for the, the, you know, the tattoos and the, the autographs and stuff like that. And then they went out and they hired, uh, they, they hired Urban Meyer, like yeah. with all that we knew about Urban <laughs> yeah. Meyer. In like, retrospect, it's a funny sort of duality that, that Tressel was the scandalized one at the time. Yes. And, and Urban Meyer is like, leave that, say that, say Urban Meyer is on a one-way course back to college football. And I'm not sure Sark's going to be out of a job soon enough. I'm not sure Sark who stinks, is going to be. Yeah. Like I, it's, I, do we want to get into like why this is like the worst take of the week? Yes, um, go for it. Yeah, yeah. So this is like this is uh, also a perfect encapsulation of sports discourse. It's also a perfect sort of a peer into the mind of what we call the Reddit brain. If you don't know what Reddit is, this is going to be hard to explain. But at least when it comes to sort of sports talk, the the best thing I can say about it is you don't care about who wins when you have Reddit brain. You care about who makes the funniest. Uh, full cast bit um it's like the man has three national titles he he's like clearly the se- and it's a distant second but i'd say clearly the second best coach of his generation behind nick saban um who he, he went toe to toe with right by the way, and which beats, like should like, not be lost that, and like, beat multiple times it on the highest stage uh, yes it's like you the- can't be a bad football coach and beat nick saban when the stakes are high like i'm sorry that's just like and Not what the possible. hell does like a game manager coach right. even really mean? Like, like I would say, I would say that was his weakest trait. Like I like yes. I, like what is he talking about? Um, he and the talent point. First of all, the the talent thing, the getting talent is the most important part of being a college football head coach. So I think that's completely ridiculous on, on the face of it. But even if we sort of accept the premise that being a good college football coach is all about maximizing a, a like a small amount of talent, like. The man took two and nine Bowling Green to eight and three in one year. Like he he beat Alabama at Utah. He went to Florida and like sort of took a, a mediocre program at the time to two national titles. Like what he clear he maximized talent at least until he was like older and like not at his apex. Like I don't even know and what the we can talk to about how you know JT Barrett towards the end kind of soured right, but. Mm-hmm. Man, he he made Braxton Miller and JT Barrett like two of the most exciting players in college football. Um, and like JT in 2014, JT was not very yes. exciting after 24. After no, not like, after 20. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. But like, how how could you be? You know, right? Um, yeah. Um, that that was a really tough injury for JT. Side note. And then the same thing, obviously, with the the shoulder injury for yep. uh, for Braxton. Man, that that one that one hurt uh, and, and seeing him come back and getting a second wind um, you know, with the shoulder injury and everything, but like, 
that's all, all that's to say like he had a mold for what he did and I don't know who in the NFL was like looking at that and saying like oh that's what we need is that mold and like especially with you know the way that he you know his run game and, and all of his philosophy on offense was around predicated around like a quarterback that's willing to take a beating. Well, that, that's where we got our podcast name from. His, yes. His, yep. uh, his uh, love for the QB draw slash QB power. So uh, shout out to Urban for that. Um, I have a funny follow-up sort of a, a tweet I found in the quote tweets of this, and it's from a Michigan fan. And he said, that's funny because for years, all I heard was how much better of a football coach he was than Harbaugh. Urban Meyer is 4-0 and in his career against Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. By what metric? <laughs> like, um, it, the, I mean, the flip side of that is uh, if a Michigan fan were to say, like, Harbaugh is better coach than Ryan Day right now, I would not argue with you at all. But, like, how can you possibly say Jim Harbaugh went in the time that they were facing off in the Big Ten, was a better coach than Urban Meyer. I mean, that's preposterous. Like, that's like... Yeah, like, and, <laughs> in, 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 you know, I mean, what, they they went into some games, you know, that, that they were supposed to be a lot closer um, well, than they ended Michigan up being. Well, Michigan was favored like... the last year when when Urban was, like, completely done, like, completely checked out, mm-hmm. and they, they, like, destroyed them. Like Went it, out and, yeah. yeah. It was uh, so, yeah, I mean, the, the premise of I think the revisionist history on a lot of the, the Harbaugh and, you know, I don't know why Urban's being brought into the Ohio State discourse of now. Like, yeah, he's Urban Meyer is dead, people. There's no like, he, yeah, we don't need to relitigate. The man <laughs> we knew as Urban Meyer has, has died. And, uh, you know, um, it's 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 I mean, God help whatever program ends up fucking signing him I don't, man i don't know if he's coming like he's so like this jags thing has been so bad he, like did you see- i mean that the the comments about the loser you know calling his <laughs> assistant so coaches losers so rocks funny, i i appreciate that's so that. cool that's so cool <laughs> we we do get into a point though where like certain things like um you know he's being asked about a player and he's talking yes, about how they, they were playing more off. and uh they played zero they snaps. played zero snaps you know they're, they're, he's getting to the point where he's almost becoming like a labor icon because he's directly <laughs> telling his boss like the only way please fire me fucking fire me um in the in the holiday season of, of all times too that i'm sure that'll re- relate with uh, any of our our listeners in the retail industry <laughs> just looking at your boss dead in the eye and the, the thing is the jags can't really afford to fire him um and they've they've made their bed and they're gonna have to lie in it for i believe at least, at least another year or there's at no least way another half year. year there's no way i i think they're waiting for the offseason of fire i would be shocked if he was back next year um yeah, just just to sum up this this sort of take, and it's not it's not this one tweet. Um, although the at Reddit college football account is very very bad, um, it, it's like this is sort of the the logical conclusion of I think a line of thinking about Urban Meyer. Like, you don't we don't have to like Urban Meyer to acknowledge that he was a very very good football coach at his apex. Um, at times a brilliant one. You know, we haven't even brought up like. He was one of the forefathers of like an offense that is or an offense that at least its concepts are like completely ubiquitous in college football. Like he was a brilliant schemer um, before he, you know, when he was in his prime. Like, well, and that's the thing is he'll probably never, ever get real full credit for it because we in the college football community really like to associate 
those types of things. Like we, we like to separate um, the head coach from their, like their co- coaching attributes. And we yeah. like to associate, um, you know, it's like Joe Brady gets c- credit for that LSU offense. And, and granted, like Coach O had I would not to do with it. Yeah, but, but like, you know. It, well, even, it, no, I just mean like at Bowling Green at Utah. Like he was like oh, yeah. scheming shit up like like no one his Like he was making making up new stuff. Um, it Like I think the other thing is we're all sort of soured because we all remember the sort of Ed Warren or Tim Beck offenses that sort of were his downfall at Ohio State Jesus. before the real downfall. So we had, I think we have this image of him as this sort of like archaic dinosaur of a, of a schemer, but he was a brilliant schemer in his time. Um, but yeah, this, this tweet is very, very dumb. Urban Meyer was a great coach for a long time. Um, and yeah, that's all I have to say. Do we want to move into some news? Yeah, let's, let's hop into it. We'll hop with the, uh, with the, the first piece of news. Obviously, I'm sure you've seen Quinn Ewers. Uh, has decided to sign um, with the University of Texas. Um, you know, I'll, I'll let we'll let the news really come out of what what the name, image, and likeness stuff is for him. Because, but it sounded to be astronomical. Uh, it always seemed like he was going to want to end up there anyway. Um, it was his first choice before Ohio State. Uh, went to Ohio State for a year, and and now he ends up on a team. You know, and and. Uh, this is one of the things that I brought up, uh, you know, Ohio State fans and Michigan fans uh, can, you know, watch, hate watch Texas in solidarity um, as Quinn Ewers will be showing, throwing the ball to Xavier Worthy, who uh, was, was committed to, to Michigan and tried to get into Michigan, I guess. And then they didn't. And let they him didn't in. let them. Yeah. Uh, Funny yeah, stuff. Which, yeah, which will go down as one of uh, could go down as a haunting thing for the Michigan folks. Although don't talk to them right now, they are on Please cloud nine. Please don't talk to them right now. They are. Uh, yeah, it's if you're an Ohio State fan for your own safety, just don't interact. Just with don't them right touch. Now. Let Michigan them. Let them have their for, fun yeah. until like I. We'll after we'll, the we'll deal with them next year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll um, deal with them but next e- year. But even then, even then, layoff. Uh, we 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 the QB draw has stuff in store. I'll say that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. The Quinn years to Texas thing, whatever, man. Like, go have fun. Like, why did you come here? Uh, and this isn't like a why. This isn't like a Justin Fields. Like, why did you go to Georgia? Thing. Like, he Justin Fields clearly wanted to go to Georgia. It seems like. Quinn Ewers clearly wanted to go to Texas and uh, just came to Ohio State for I I don't I don't even know like he could like people are saying for NI people are like oh he finessed uh, Ohio State out of NIL I don't even think his NIL deals were Columbus based and like he could have done even better at Texas clearly I don't know why he came here um, now I I do wonder if some of that was just the toss up and and granted right. I don't know what the hell he could have seen out of this year's Texas team that was yeah right this is a good idea for me to go jump in yeah they that. stunk they stunk they, stunk. Um, they were bad um, but here's the thing he's going to start there um, and it's that not going true. to be a question <laughs> um, I'm sure that was questioned you know one of his first questions that he asked um, it doesn't seem like you know Hudson Card's a fine quarterback yeah um, no Casey Thompson's fine but you don't you know you like there is Sark would least, drive. Uh, Hudson card like to the airport and pay for his plane ticket out of pocket uh, if it meant getting Quinn Ewers absolutely and he wouldn't have to drive him far he's from uh, he's from Lake Travis so he could just <laughs> drive him like 35 minutes up the road um, but yeah I mean 
it's good for Quinn. You know, he he's happy. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I'm 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 not happy, but uh, we're not happy. We're we're pretty miserable these days. Uh, but uh, yeah, like I don't I don't really worry too much about. I I tweeted this out earlier. Texas is currently sandwiched between uh, USC and Notre Dame uh, at 11th in the two four seven talent composite, which generally that range is not really good enough to seriously compete for a national title. Now there are some outliers. Great example. Of this is this year's Michigan, but this is a very senior laden uh, Michigan team. Well, that's the um, thing I think with, with Texas, that's um, I mean, maybe not even a, a head scratcher. Maybe it's just straight up. Like the, the man wanted to go get two years on film and then go to the NFL. I, I think he get wants to get like one year on film. I'm like, I I'm, don't want to commit to this prediction, but I feel like he is going to play next year and then kind of shut it down. Um, I could be very wrong about that. He could win two fucking Heisman trophies. Yeah. Um, but like, it, it just, he, I don't get the vibe that he's all that interested in college football. I don't know. I mean, he, he could be. I mean, he, he could go on and, and I think play he wants great to play for... in the NFL. Yeah, and and I think that should be everybody's goal. And and right. you know, probably since he was like probably six years old, he's been told he's going to the NFL. So, um, like real real life JD McCoy stuff. Like, um, <laughs> you know, he's he's gonna be a good player. Um, I mean, he will have <laughs> a difficult uh, second game at the University of Texas. Yeah, will be playing Alabama. Um, <laughs> with you know, and I was talking to. Uh, friend of the program Wyatt about this I, it feels impossible that Will Anderson has another year like after a year that he had this His year numbers are ridiculous insane insane like they're like, like I think they're like if Chase Young played every game type numbers mm-hmm. yep and and in 2019 just, yes and I mean like he's just a freak and it's it, he's a guy you know we'll we'll talk about the awards at some point Mm-hmm. But he's a guy that absolutely should have gotten some kind of award. Um, you know, yeah, I, I especially thought over a... Jordan Davis, who played like 18 snaps. I, had... I don't want to rag on Jordan Davis. Yeah, he's cool, and like the nerds are being mad about it is funny. Um, but like, yeah, it's like why why is Will Anderson losing awards to Jordan Davis? It does not make a whole lot of sense. Word, like I understand for Jordan Davis because like he was the best interior lineman. Right, he yeah. impacted so much just with that role on 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 Georgia, and I mean up until the final game, like right, like you know Alabama. It's just one of those classic Nick Saban things where he knows how to scheme somebody out of a game plan. Um, he was a kind of a non-factor in that one, um, but but yeah, Will Anderson. You know, he had 12 tackles in a game at one point, and he had 11 yeah, and tackles. Yeah, this in is like game. an on-ball pass. This isn't like an off-ball linebacker. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like, like he's he, 12 tackles he, as a like pass rusher is insane. And he he delivers the blow too. He's a guy who I'm going to be super excited to eventually watch when he gets into the NFL. Um, yeah, so that will. Um, and, and then you know what what else do we have for news? Uh, the tight end transfer that Ohio State was pursuing, Austin Stogner, has gone to South Carolina. I don't think this is a big deal, but also, like, what is Kevin Wilson doing? Uh, man, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, thought, like, I, thought, what? I think Kelvin Wilson, like, you know, he, he probably thought he was a pretty solid lock for the, uh, the Akron job. Um, and I don't know what the hell you do about a guy like that. Like, I would be um, mad at Kevin Wilson coming back, but I would – not feel sad at all about him leaving 
Yeah, I mean, the, the way we've used the tight end or uses the operative word, like, it, yeah. it's just, it's not, you know, it's not a focal point of the offense. Um, obviously, you've had some solid talent there with, you know, Jeremy Rucker, who by all um, accounts is, is probably going to be, he's going to be one of those guys that, like, pops up in the NFL and, and, and you know, he's going to be around the NFL for a long time. Yeah. And I don't know gonna if he's going to be, we're going to be, you know, uh, putting, I'm going to be tagging a lot of his tweets with hashtag developed here. Um, <laughs> you know, he's going to be one of those guys. Um, right. And, you know, I mean, but Stogner, I mean, they, I believe Ohio state has a tight end for this class, but you really, you know, it does take a long while for a tight end to get, both physically in shape and get to the point where they are able to, um, you know, to, to handle the load of, of, you know, pass blocking or, or I'm sorry, run blocking and, uh, you know, going out for roots in the big 10, which is such a physical conference. Um, it's going to take a while for uh, anybody who's not in the position to, to get up to speed. And, and I guess Cade, um, Stover is, is sort of in like, you know, maybe he can fill in. Um, but... Why is he playing all, all the like little whispers leaks about him was like, Oh, he looks really good at defensive end. Like, why is he playing tight end? Um, that's, we don't need to open that can of worms, but yeah, I mean, if, if we're playing DN, D uh, you know, D lineman defensive players as, as tight ends, I mean, just put Jack Sawyer there. I, I just want to see what he can do with the football. Um, Play him at quarterback like in high school. Yeah, I I think that guy's a freak. Um, I mean, I would love to see Sonny on the offensive side of the ball too because it's like yeah. he's 6'4". Why wouldn't we use him? But, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be it, – it'll be interesting to see what all changes with that offense because I, it, I would assume some things have to change, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, at the very least, that run game's got to fucking change because um, it's pretty basic. Uh, super we, basic. Yep. And uh, you know, it's 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 they still not... haven't really replaced the read option. Uh, mm-hmm. But do we want to get into signing day, early signing? Day? Yes. Yep. We will. Okay. So this is a this is a bit of like uh oh like future uh, projection because it involves guys who won't sign until February, the February normal signing day. Um, But I've sort of done a rudimentary check on the 247 class calculator, and I have added, along with all the current commits, I don't think we expect any decommits. That can obviously change. Um, I've added Amari Abor, Caden Curry, and Hiro Kanu to the current class, all three defensive linemen. I think we feel the least confident about Hiro, Hiro Kanu right now. But I, I think all those guys are pretty solid to join. Should the class end up with those three and all the current commits, it will end with a score of 306, which in the Urban Meyer, Ryan Day uh, sort of co-era, that would be fourth uh, behind 2021, which was an absolute monster class, although it is inflated a little bit by having two five-star quarterbacks, which was a symptom of Quinn's, Quinn Ewer's reclassification uh, 2018 at 317, which was a sort of paper tiger class, and then 2017 at 312. Uh, Followed by, so then it would be the 2022 class at 306, and then followed by the 2013 class at 303. So that's in the top, that's solidly in the top half, almost in the top third of uh, 
of classes in the modern sort of era. It's not a 2021 class. It's not a 2017 class. Um, but yeah, that's really good. Uh, it's hurt a little bit by Lincoln Riley going to USC and taking Zion Branch at the last second. Um, I think I'd feel really, really good about the class if it had Zion Branch in it. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're, you're headed back in the right direction, obviously, right? Um, and one of the things that you can look at, and it's a concept that isn't super, you know, um, super outlandish to do, but like looking back on a class, um, you, you always want to look back three classes behind or two classes mm-hmm. behind, um, you know, so if you're looking back at this year, um you can kind of look at the class that came in in 2019 and, and say that, yeah, you're right. That that's a team that needed help and uh, needed, needed some change. Um, you know, they were obviously benefited by Justin Fields joining for, for two years um, and ultimately leaving. But yeah, that, uh, that 2019 class was ranked, which is mm-hmm. big, by Ohio state's standards, really, really poor. Um, yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I think Urban Meyer sort of did the ridiculously spoiled Ohio State fan version of leaving the cupboard bare. Obviously, it wasn't bare. You know, with 2018 was a, a monster, monster class on paper. Uh, a lot of those top guys didn't pan out. We don't need to get into individual examples. Um, and then 2019 what uh, was a had some really good top end talent, at least on signing day. Zach Harrison um, has sort of... Uh, not not busted, but he's not been the five-star defensive lineman prototype that you want. And then Harry Miller uh, is not starting. Garrett Wilson's obviously Garrett Wilson. So those two classes, sort of the last two Meyer classes, I think left this team a little bit uh, shorthanded going into this year. Between the three full Ryan Day classes, I really think you're starting to amp back up there. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, and that, that's where we get into, like, you know, the 2020 class. Um, that top top end talent with Julian. Twenty twenty class wasn't quite as good as twenty twenty one and twenty two. Uh, twenty one and twenty two are sort of going to be where Ryan Day, where the Ryan Day era, I think, is decided. Like if he yes, it's, it's make well, or break. Yeah. I think especially this year coming in after after the year like last. Um, you know, I, I think getting a guy like Sonny Styles on campus uh, a year early probably helps him helps them out especially uh, as they move forward with a new defensive coordinator um you know I, i'm not like i said uh we, we talked about it kind of last ep, uh, episode but i am not sure what production to really kind of um to really expect out of this 2022 I, class I peg, next year I peg the and this is this might be like the most obvious point in the world because he's literally the top ranked player in it but yeah. i think the candidate for the instant impact is easily cj hicks i i think that sort of goes without saying um he's you know he's actually a a senior in high school unlike sunny styles i think sunny styles might be the better prospect in the long run but i think cj hicks is pretty much ready to go yeah, and, and that's the thing that, that you, you get into, too. And, and I'm sure, you know, you get those. And I believe CJ, I don't – I'm not 100% sure. Is CJ going to be a gray shirt? Uh, is he going to be on campus in January, or is he going to come uh, in the summer? Do you know I I think he's early enrolling. Okay. Um, Which is huge because – 
we want to have him. Uh, let me on. let me let me make sure real quick. Yeah, we you know you you with those guys you definitely want to get them into your program, get them a, a spring practice under their belt. Um, but yeah, it, it's super exciting stuff. Um, it'll be cool to see where the pieces fall. Like we talked about, Hiro Kanu, uh, Mori, Omari Abor. I really um, want Hiro Kanu to be a Buckeye. That guy is oh, a freak. God, he's a he's an animal, and and also, that's yeah. Also, that, if uh, sorry, I just no. I just want to like if you have listened to some old flipping the field episodes, I can't even remember what it was. He has a crazy uh, family backstory. Uh, just like his uncle's is like a freedom fighter in in Kenya. I want to say just so, some some like he's just out there stuff going on. Guy is yeah, what you're Renaissance saying. man. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm excited for him because especially like you know in the four two five like that that interior line is so crucial to your success mm-hmm. because. Um, them getting off the line and, and pushing, you know, getting a push on that line um, is so key and, and how you'll get to, to stopping the run, um, which is something we're looking forward to. And especially with you, if you pair him with, um, you know, put him on the field with the JT Tweemalows and, uh, you know, Jack Sawyer and, you know, any of the other names. I mean, Kenyatta Ken, Jackson. He had a yeah. monster uh, state title game in Florida. Just yeah. dominant. He's another guy like, man, like I, I'm curious to see what they do with him because he is, um, he's, he's 6'5", 235, yeah. um, which is not like particularly like wide or large for a, um, you know, uh, for a defensive, he could play lineman. that uh, Jack position. And I would uh, love to see yeah. him play. You know, as a bit of a stand up and like just man, I I really just want, and we'll get into what we want in a little bit. But I really just am excited to get the just the defensive side of the ball, the kind of type of commits that they're bringing in. Devin Brown is obviously going to be pretty exciting too. That that's um, a huge get. I mean, like only only Ryan Day's Ohio State can lose their. Their actual like, Quinn Ewers was not a 2021 recruit. They're like top of the line 2022 quarterback, and then go get a guy who's the a top 50 player and top five quarterback, seemingly out of thin air. Um, you know, interestingly enough, a point I wanted to make on this class, and this is sort of a positive and a negative. Um, there were some concerns about Ryan Day's defensive recruiting. Uh, five out of the top six, if Abor, uh, if Abor commits. Uh, prospects in this class will be defensive recruits. I say positive and negative. Positive, all, obviously, they need some blue chip defensive guys. Negative because uh, I think that is sort of filling the 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 void. There is the top of the line offensive line talent. They they're good on receivers. Uh, Dallin Hayden, sort of a, a, a lower four star, but I think it's really good at running back. And they ha- you know they have Travion Henderson, Ever Pryor, and they're recruiting Richard Young next year. Um, so yeah, I think sort of the gap there is the offensive line. Yeah, uh, the, the the O line recruit, and and maybe this is kind of um, you know playing more into Stadrawa's uh, you know strengths of 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 supposed like you know back in the day you know he, he's been able to you know generate some talent from these three star and four star types before. I just, I, 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 it's, it's gotta be fixed. We cannot go into this season expecting to start four tackles again. Um, it, it's, it's gotta be fixed. I, I, and you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping for the best here. Like you said, like that's the area that I think that we're lacking in this recruiting class. 
Um, but you know, there, there are some good offensive linemen sort of on the, on the roster right now. You'll also have some guys that will, um, you know, that will hopefully see more playing time, um, this year, you know, like Donovan Jackson, um, if Donovan you know, Donovan Jackson's not starting next year at guard, something has gone. The wrong. jig he is full yeah. up. Ben Christman, Christ, the guy's six six two ninety nine interior lineman. Uh, when he when he got on, like it, it's just you know it, I've got hope for the offensive line just because like it, it's hard to believe in a Big Ten team. Like, and I know this is super archaic, but like in a Big Ten team without a good offensive line. Um, it, it does not spell well, you know, for, for your organization. So um, really hope, hopeful for this class. Um, hope, hopefully we'll, we're going to do an episode on Wednesday where we talk about the signing. Um, we'll, we'll get into a little bit more in depth, but hopefully there are no shakeups between now and then. Um, I know uh, our boy Quinn is, seems to be at least pushing towards uh, – it, it seems like if there's going to be a thorn in our side, it's going to be Texas. The thing um, is, yeah, you're alluding to Caleb Burden. People are talking about Caleb Burden flipping because there's been like Quinn Ewers changed his profile picture to a picture with Burden yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's some real high school shit yeah, uh, that, yeah, that's going real, on. But yeah, I, I almost respect it to a degree. If you can't tell, we're, we're a bit annoyed with good old Quinn Ewers. Um, the thing is, like, it, he, Caleb Burden fully – or is like his thing is been for the longest time. Like he fully intends on signing with Ohio state uh, on Wednesday, which by the time you guys hear this will probably be tomorrow. So like it would have to happen like now, basically yeah. if something it was would, it would be like an oceans 11 style heist, like to pull this shit off. Um, and I know uh, Texas was sniffing around Terrence Brooks too, uh four-star cornerback from, from little Elm, Texas. Um, you know, so, so we'll see. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't anticipate too much change here. Really, our excited. sources in, indicate that uh, that um, Terrence Brooks is fine. Yeah, Terrence Brooks seems to be fine. Um, yeah, so, and, and, our sources are also saying Caleb Burton is fine. Uh, to good, to, good to go to be a Buckeye. But you know, you never with this like weird Quinn situation. It's like you feel like it's never going to stop surprising you. Um, yes. And then we get into the fun part after, you know, early signing day, after signing day, we can really start to look at the 2023 class, which obviously took a hit because Sonny Styles reclassified, but we've got two hard commits right now. So I'm hoping to, um, man, if they get Richard Young, I, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, Uh, I've got, I've got sources, uh, uh, you know, uh, with Richard Young, I, you know, so I got a buddy of mine who's, um, from the area and apparently like the high school baseball coach or something there is a, is a huge Buckeyes fan. So mm. he said, he's going to try and push him to go. To let's State. go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> we need all the good. Yet <laughs> that man is a, a freaking animal. And for and the we, uninitiated, uh, Richard young is the top running back in the 23 class. And people are saying he, he is better than Travion Henderson was in high school, which is just a ridiculous thing to think about. Yeah, I mean, because Travion was a monster. And Travion, as you guys all saw this year, was a, a monster in the in you know his first season at, at Ohio State. You know, obviously um, didn't, or I guess shouldn't say didn't end, but, uh, you know, the, the, the way it went down at the, the last couple of games um, did not, 
go as, as he intended, uh, losing to, to Michigan, obviously, but uh, not a not a slight on him. I think he's he's going to be a, a great back here moving forward, and we'll have him for at least another year after this one, hopefully. Um, and yeah, we'll see where we can go. And and I'd love to see how Evan Pryor and uh, kind of becomes that third running back. I guess um, I would I would love to see him as a pass catcher out of the backfield. Um, but yeah, super super exciting stuff on on the horizon here. Um, we'll get into now um, our. Our, our special segment of tonight, we're going to talk with you guys all about our grown-up Christmas list. And this is something that we talked about doing. Um, I, I put the question out on Twitter, got some, some replies, um, and we're going to talk about what we would want from our team, um, from, from the Buckeyes, for, for us, what we would anticipate seeing, you know, if we could ask Santa for a magical gift um, what what kind of things we would like to see immediately to improve the Buckeyes for next year. Um, and then we'll get into some fan submissions as well. Um, Ezra, I'll let you start off. Like you're, uh, you're sitting on Santa's lap. Um, you know, I guess it's getting close to Christmas. Uh, there's only, what, uh, about 10 shopping days left before Christmas Eve. I hope you've got all your shopping done. Um, <laughs> and so, so what, what would you ask for first? So, if I'm being unrealistic, I would ask for um, I'd ask Santa for everything for every prospect that the Ohio State staff has lost in this cycle um, to reconsider. Um, obviously, that's not realistic because the Ohio State staff lost them. But this class is going to be great. It would be upper echelon elite elite if it had Keontae Goodwin and Zion Branch and. Um, Xavier Nawampa, two safeties and an offensive tackle who the Ohio State staff, namely Stud and I guess, uh, I mean, I I guess it would have been, uh, what's his name? How am I forgetting this dude's name? I talked about him so much over the past six months. What's the safeties coach's name? Matt uh, Barnes. Matt yeah. Barnes, yep. So, so the, the two guys, the three guys that Matt Barnes and Coach Stud uh, have – have lost after seeming be, seemingly being very hard Buckeye leans. Um, I would ask Santa for those prospects to be in the class. And by extension, uh, we don't need to get in this too, because we've talked to it, talked about it a lot, but uh, a staff shakeup for the Buckeyes. Yes. I, I think that's, uh, that's on all of our minds. I mean, I think for, for me, if I were to ask for just one thing um, and I'll get into another, another bit as well, but I'd like a new identity. Um, you know, I, I'd like an identity of this team to mirror sort of what it used to be um, back in the, the Trestle era. Um, a, a sort of taking the air out of the ball, you know, on defense, you know, like just not letting teams get first downs, not letting teams score and things like that. Getting back to a more physical running game, like we said, like we, we, we've gotten kind of plain vanilla with our running game. Um, obviously with a, with a great arm, like the CJ Stroud, um, you know, having the ability to go get, you know, 10, uh, you know, eight to 10 yards on the ground and, and having, giving yourself second and one, you know, which they did have the benefit of doing earlier in the year. Um, super exciting stuff. Um, and, you know, in addition to that, I would also love to see, um, wide receiver development and, and seeing that wide receiver development continue because there are two massive voids left um, after this season with uh, Garrett Wilson 
and uh, Chris Olave, uh, two guys who we've, we can't talk about enough on this show. We, we love those guys. They were fantastic athletes, but um, you know, we're, we're left with two voids. Um, and I would assume like we've talked about before, Egbuka is going to be one of them. I would love to see Julian Fleming step up because that's a guy I've really been rooting for his whole time. Um, you know, he'll hopefully have the ability to play theoretically now without looking over his shoulder too much. I'm really excited um, to see how these, the wide receiver development continues. Cause again, if, if we're just going to, you know, <laughs> if Brian Hartline is just going to be King Midas, this job and this, this, this uh, program, um, is going to have such like a, a fail safe option of, of just having consistent studs on the receiver path. So it doesn't really matter how much your, your offensive line, um, you know, is missing the four and five star guys. If, if you've got guys that can always get open um, and you've got guys like Dennis Brown and uh, Kyle McCord and, um, and CJ Stroud throwing the ball. Um, but yeah, so that would be what I would ask for. We had some fan submissions um, that I can get into. Um, did you have anything else that you would, you would want? I mean, you've been, you've been a really good, good guy this year. So uh, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure Sam is listening to this pod. He's a, he's a close personal friend of mine. Um, but yeah, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Um, man, I just, I just want them to be, uh, uh, like well I, w- I don't want there to be one thing next year where it's just like driving you crazy because it feels like most years and you, know, you can't ask for like a 2019 level of well-rounded team every time but basically dating back to god t- 2015 with the offense one side of the ball or one aspect of the one side of the ball has just always been so problematic and i would like a more balanced football team next year yeah i mean just having a defense that can get out of its own damn way yeah it's gonna be so crucial like we talked about before not having um you know obviously jim Knowles is gonna have his work cut out for him at first and, and i've got no doubt that you know, two years from now or, you know, in, into the, you know, 2023 season, the defense is going to look a lot better than what, what it looks like now. Um, it's going to be a quick, quick uh, adjustment and a quick test uh, when they play uh, Notre Dame in the season opener next year. But it's going to be, you know, just having the ability to have a defense that's able to get off the field. And, um, you know, I, I, in some ways it's like, you know, that, that uh, looking back on that Northwestern game that, that Ohio state played last year where the, the offense was having trouble getting it going. Um, and the defense was just able to just continue to string together stops and stuff like that. And um, that that's where, um, again, you don't have to have an elite defense as much as I'd love to have an elite defense, but you just have to have an, a defense that is not awful, which mm-hmm. I think this year we can all agree the end um, was pretty pretty awful. In the two games that they lost, the defense looked unplayable. Um, so we'll, we look to, you know, just just balance that out. And, you know, you know if you're going to have the greatest show on turf offense – um, you know, maybe mirror that 20, 2019 LSU team. Um, and I know we're talking about one of the best college football teams of all time. Yeah, just do that. 
Yep. Just <laughs> simply go out, win. That's every my wish. Game, yeah. Go and, 15. Uh, though. That's my yeah. wish. There you go. And then uh, win a Heisman, and and we'll go there. That's that's the end. Don't the do everything the second after that game ended. Com- yes. Change the strategy from there. The, but, from so, there, yeah. yes. Ryan Day, do not do not do not hit on um, some some wives of powerful donors and, and powerful members of the Ohio State Athletic Department, and, and definitely don't hire Bo Pelini. That's do not, not something hire you should Bo Pelini. do. Now, I will not fault everybody who's hired Bo Pelini because in doing so, I'd have to cross uh, cross fire with uh, with Jim Tressel. And there's <laughs> if there's one thing I will not do on any forum, it's besmirch the name of James Tressel. Well, to be fair to Bo Pelini, he was the best coach uh, of of Nebraska in like the past decade or so. Absolutely, uh, yeah. yes, much better than Scott Frost. Much better. Until um, Scott Frost had the greatest three and nine team of all time, that is. Bo Nix, <laughs> Scott Frost, uh, dude, I, 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 I that, that, throw that would actually be so fun. Yeah, but, I was just yeah. gonna say, throw that on my on my wish list. Is is yeah. Bo Nix in Nebraska? I love yeah. Bo Nix. I think he's he's, he's awesome, dude. He's not um, good, but he's awesome. Yes, that's the best way of putting yeah. it. He's not good, <laughs> but he's awesome. Now, um, uh, one of our our uh, our friends here put out one that probably helps us a little bit in a way. Um, this is a submission from a friend of ours, the Yule lad at Wagyu hot dog. He has asked, he's a, he's a Tennessee Vols fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has asked, dear Santa, please get rid of Alabama's football team. That will make my team better. And I think we can all kind of co-sign that if, 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 if Alabama just folded the program, I think uh, you you would have about 150 happier programs in the country because not having to deal with that uh, with that machine in, in crimson um, would would uh, would help out a lot of folks. It would help uh, you know not obviously short term for for Ohio State because you got to get there, but uh, it'd be one less hurdle to clear when you inevitably have to play them in the playoff. Um, but it it did work out once for Ohio State, so. We can't yep. be that upset. Um, we've got Twitter user Brendan, a friend of mine, Brendan for AFC. Uh, he is a fan of the team up north. Uh, he is asking if for... you're. Can I? Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off again. Yes, which I've been doing a lot of tonight. But if you're a Michigan fan listening to this right now, not just for pure Schadenfreude. Uh, you're a true friend. Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, send, send me a Venmo request. I'll buy you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he would like more edge rushers uh, that aren't going to leave after this year um, sent to the Michigan Wolverines football team. Um, and yeah, I would, I would say um, if you're looking into next year for Michigan, right? Like it's, this is this is one of the things that it, it, it like you know you're hitting the peak at the right time because they've got you know Aiden Hutchinson and Ajabo who are just monsters. If Ojabo comes back, I'm going to be very very sad. Yeah, I Ojabo comes back, <laughs> the fix is in, man. We're, <laughs> we're fucked. Um, but yeah, I'd say getting some edge rushers in, and again, like you know. It, it's all all time time will help with everything you know i'm sure there are some folks in the in the you know in the ranks right now that that will work their way up 
Um, and then we had a submission from a friend of mine at Cavalry Berg who is requesting that they put the statue back up. And uh, he's a Penn State fan, so we don't really need to get into that too much. But uh, yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's to his credit, he's a uh, he's a state college local. So uh, anybody that survives, <laughs> you know, living in state college for that long, you know, you probably get to have some opinions on some things. But uh, that's those were the the fan submissions. Um, really appreciate our listeners. Like I said, you know, if you ever have any questions, um, feel free to reach out to myself or Ezra on Twitter, um, and we're we're more than happy to answer. Um, we're getting into the real freaks days of of college football. We're gonna have you some know, fun episodes. Yes, because you know the games are for dorks. Um, especially now. Uh, yes. Oh, bowl games are for, for freaks. Um, you know, the but- playoff is basically, I I'm hearing more and more that the playoff is going to be illegitimate this year, actually. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, it's canceled. It, uh, it, it's yeah. It, do not go pass. Go straight to jail. Do not collect $200. Do not watch the playoff this year. Um, what since he beat Alabama, um, yes. Yeah. Watch Cincy beat Alabama and Luke Fickle's second to last game as a Cincinnati Bearcat because as we're breaking news right now, Ryan Day, um, which we can talk about more. We will talk about more. We will talk about until your ears fall out more. Ryan Day being linked to the, the Chicago Bears job uh, could not happen at a better time, man. <laughs> like, it could not happen at a better time for everybody involved. You know, maybe he can go uh, respark that 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 uh, Justin Fields connection. We'd love to see him do great in the NFL. Um, but yeah, watch watch Cincinnati. Um, you know, watch watch what you want. Uh, don't feel the need to watch anything beyond that. Uh, don't waste your time with the national championship game. It's on late, late on uh, on usually Monday night, and you're gonna throw off. It's gonna week suck watching. this year. No matter the composition of teams, it is gonna suck. It's this gonna year. suck. Um, yep. Go um, watch, watch, just watch the 2019 Clemson game front to back. Honestly, yeah. Just do we're that. Gonna, we're gonna we're gonna hurt ourselves. Um, yeah. You know what? Maybe that that's something. I mean, the 2020 Clemson an, game. Not the yeah. I was gonna say game. Maybe yeah. we can do that in a two part episode. Maybe we can do like a live. <laughs> Um, of the 2019 game, just God, um, just put us, yeah, <laughs> put us out of our misery. Um, <laughs> we would both yeah. be dead by the um, oh, actually, let's let's uh spitball this live on the we could do a drinking game where every time something happens that if it had gone the other way, Ohio State wins the game, we take a shot. Yeah, I feel like I mean, that would kill us. I was, I was, um, I was going back and, and, and briefly kind of overviewing it. Um, I, I watched the highlights one time, it is, it's like, a, it's so heartbreaking. Like, like Dude, they're, J.K. They're like, Dobbins was yeah. he out got of hurt. his yeah. mind in that first, hurt. and then he got hurt. And he dropped. You got the Sean Wade hit. Yeah. Um, which you know you got Trevor Lawrence using his head like a battering ram, lay, right. yeah. laying it down into the into the line of fire. Yeah. You've got I, the Jeffrey Okuda with like I've ever seen a defensive back make, um, which was a catch. It, it was everybody clearly knew it was a, a catch. It was so clearly, um, it's like. Oh my god. Um yeah, you have Olave breaking off the route. Um obviously you've got I don't there there are more specific instances I'm not thinking of right now. Um But then you play you pair that with like the 2020 game and the jubilation that was yeah, like the from- finally getting 
you know, it, it, finally catching the school bully and just giving him what for. Um, it beat that the was shit out of it. Like, it beat the shit out no of it. doubt. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, not to, like, it always circles back to Ryan Day, but this is why, you know, I'm still in on Ryan Day for the most part. Like, Clemson was, like, a legitimate, and it's now Michigan again, but Clemson was the legitimate, like, specter of Ohio State uh, for, like, well, Since they like had never they had never beaten they had never beaten them, and they. I, they, I mean, and yeah. then you've got to go back. I mean, twenty sixteen um, was obviously just disgusting. Um, twenty nineteen, twenty sixteen were like mirrors of each other. Whereas twenty sixteen, you just got absolutely pummeled and wasted a a like generational secondary. And then twenty nineteen is the one where like you basically dominated the game and still found a way to lose. Like, yes. Um, and then you've got the Orange Bowl in 2014 as well. The Sammy um, Watkins show. Yeah, also, ending Braxton, uh, Vic Beasley, ending Braxton Miller's career, essentially. Yeah. Not on purpose, but uh, that hit basically ended a Buckeye Greats career, which sucks. Um, sucks. Sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then you've got, yeah, the 31 nothing game, man. That was... Uh, that was that's, hard to watch. That's the only game. I can't remember what I, I what I thought about the Alabama game. I think I was just so amped up about the Clemson game. I kind of didn't care. the The twenty sixteen, yeah, yeah, the twenty sixteen Clemson game. I think is the only game in like recent, like that I can remember that I actually thought Ohio State was going to lose. Like, and th- they did. I thought it would be close. I thought it would be like the Michigan game that year, but they'd come out on the other side. But uh, you know, in, in all honesty, that offense like, was so bad. It was just twenty Clemson game. I just couldn't see Ohio State winning. Like I thought, I, I, just, I, I thought they were going to win. You can pull, you can pull up the tape. I said that they were going to like. Yeah, no, I don't I was, know why. I was, I was that just confident. a believer in yeah. curses at that time, and yeah. I thought Ohio State was just never going to beat Clemson in anything because. The world does not exist to like punish people like Davos Swain for being complete right. fucking yeah, assholes their entire life. They're just they just get to win all the time, um, which you know uh, I was very I, I would say confident about that game. You I don't know, know why we might be you know we're, we're gonna need a couple years after you know to to really fully declare it. But no, they're done. That, they're done. They're done. Was that yeah. that was the one that was the one kill that was shot the that I think that. That the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, they were declining before that. That there were cracks in the armor. Um, but no, that was the that was the, the Miami definitive blow game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I support it. So, um, but yeah, um, we will. Uh, do you have anything else you'd like to talk about? Uh, could you vamp real quick? Because I I want to pull up these receipts live on the air. I don't know why I was like insanely confident about the the clemson game last year and i just want to see if i can find these i just, just want to talk about whatever yeah like clemson obviously like, yeah i just remember being you know after the the way that they had looked against northwestern and obviously it was like a double digit point win and the way that the cfb you know um committee and the big 10 kind of conspired to get them into that game it would have been so loud if they lost that game, like, and, and probably deservedly. So like, I don't know. They were, they were like, who else would, who, who else would they have put in, man? I, yeah. I, I, I don't, it doesn't ultimately like bother me too much, obviously, but they, like, they should have put in Indiana. Suck. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I think Indiana at least had like a fair shout at maybe the, 
the Big Ten championship game. Just I thought because, that was dumb, but yeah, I mean, well, because the, they made the rule, and then they just just decided to not have the rules apply. Um, and ultimately, too, like you look back on it, and you're like, that would have meant a whole hell of a lot to that that Indiana um, that Indiana program because um, they are uh, they, they're they're struggling bad now. Um, and you know, good luck to Desan McCullough. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping he made the right choice. Um, you know, hope, hoping he has a good career at Indiana. I uh, wish them nothing but the best. I, I do appreciate my Indiana fam. Um, you know, friends. it's hard to win that. That's a recruitment that is hard to win. <laughs> yes. And they figured it out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. Oh, I was talking from the Ohio state perspective, but also for the, uh, when you get, yeah, when you've got a guy that, you know, a a coaching staff that's able to, you know, uh, point back to every family member that this guy's ever had playing for Indiana, (laughs) it's it's pretty tough to more teams should do that. More programs like Indiana should do that. Like just hire a five-star recruits, entire family. Yes. Like, like every family, like just hire and like, for whoever's short, like, is Malachi Nelson like a South Carolina? Just hire every person in Malachi Nelson's family. Like, yes. Yep. Uh, yeah. The, just, just go out and and you'll see it at the high school level all the time. But like, you know, <laughs> you've got all of a sudden, um, you know, Caleb Burton's dad started coaching for Lake Travis, and then all of a sudden Caleb Burton um, shows up playing for Lake Travis. It's it's uh, it's amazing how that works. So yeah, I mean. And, and the thing is, like, you know, you, you've got to do stuff like with Zion Branch is a good player in his own right. But it seems like the story with him is his little brother is a freaking monster. So, like, you, you recruit the one brother with the promise of getting the other. Like, that's the kind of stuff, the way it works out. I think the Bosa family kind of worked in that way, too. Like, if you didn't get Joe, Joey, you weren't going to get Nick. And Joey ended up ultimately being the better Ohio State Buckeye. Um yeah, because Nick played like three games. Um, yeah, here was an interesting one. Um, Nick, I believe it was yeah. So looking back at the Bosa brothers' stats, like, and you know Chase Young's stats too, like just insane that um, the man from Michigan got invited to New York this year um, it, when there were so many guys in the past that have gotten snubbed and ultimately chase did get invited. Um, but like looking back, you know, 2017, um, you know, the, the, just the, the defensive linemen for Ohio state that have, have had good seasons and, and before that, that, that weren't able to make the, make the move. Um, but yeah, how much of a freak you've got to be to get, to rack up some of these, the, the counting stats on defense. Yeah, man. Um, I can't find my receipts for now. I'm going to find them. Yeah, uh, you, sorry you for post them. Some... Post them to the um, post them to the QB draw um, yeah. Twitter account, and because we'll, I, uh, we'll I go from distinctly there. remember saying like Ohio State's going to blow them out tonight. Um, yeah, this is what I was looking for. Is the 2014 um, Joey Bosa as a sophomore ends up with 13 and a half sacks as a sophomore. Like in twenty one and a half tackles for loss, like that was, that was monstrous. Um, and I Dude, believe Clemson was eight and a half point favorites in that game. Jesus Christ! Ohio yes. State kicked their ass. Yes, absolutely 
kicked her ass. Yeah, then yeah. I mean, that those were the days, man. That was the jo- Justin Fields, probably his finest hour. I would say. Oh, I'm yeah. Also, I I found our just uh, to bookend the episode. I found a tweet from our favorite uh, Reddit college football predicting a Clemson blowout in in that game last year. So mm. uh, so just if you're following fade fade college football Reddit uh, <laughs> fade col- oh my whatever dude, they is- say we're gonna, you, you know. Yeah, we should Borland was the defensive player of the game. Oh man. Well <laughs> NFL NFL star tough Borland. And yeah. yeah, made his NFL yeah. We love we love tough. He he would be welcome on the pod anytime. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh where can they find you, Ezra? They can find me at Cavs Buckeyes as always. I found it. I said we're gonna kick their ass. Boom. Post it on the on yeah. the Twitter page. <laughs> And you can obviously find me at, at John <laughs> underscore Rothstein. Uh, this was a blast. Looking forward to many more of these episodes. Um, go Bucks. Go Bucks. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>